Welcome to Psych Talk. I am your host, Jessica Lee, a licensed clinical psychologist and self-growth coach for women in helping professions. It is my mission to motivate, inspire, and educate you on everything psychology and self-growth. Whether you are a mental health professional or student in the social science field, are interested in psychology and mindset shifts, or are just interested in gaining skills and knowledge to grow into the best version of yourself, this podcast is for you. My hope is to provide you with knowledge and skills that you can implement in your daily life that add up to make a big impact. So let's dive into today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to Psych Talk. I am so excited for today's episode. I have a guest today, Sophie Gray, who is the founder of Dive Through. So welcome, Sophie. Thanks for being on. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be chatting. I am too. Um, So can you just introduce yourself a little bit about who you are and what you do? Absolutely. So as we said, my name is Sophie Gray and I'm the founder of Dive Through, which is a guided journaling app that helps you dive through what you go through. So personally, I talk a lot about um, mental health, uh, my personal experiences, and really shedding uh, real light on what it's like to be anxious, which I think we need more of. So through my social media channels, I talk about my life, uh, my day-to-day talking about my dogs, my husband, and all of that good stuff, and really focusing on bringing awareness to the things that people are going through. I absolutely love that. Um, I think probably now, more than ever, given the pandemic and everything, you know, people are probably going through a lot more than they ever imagined they would in their lifetime. So I'm mm-hmm. sure, and we'll chat more about the app specifically, but I know it helps a lot of people. So Um, You just mentioned a little bit um, sharing about your story. So do you mind telling um, us a little bit about your story and how you got to where you are today? Absolutely. So I had started sharing my life online back in 2013, the very beginning through Instagram. And this was me newly graduated high school. So um, I I wouldn't even say an adult yet. But um, before that, um, I had a really deep passion for becoming a model. There was nothing else in my life I wanted to do more. Um, But unfortunately, when I was 16, I didn't quite have the measurements um, to become one. So I started to exercise very obsessively, really monitor closely what I was eating, um, and really develop these very unhealthy habits with my physical body that had really pushed my, even before that passed with self-harm and attempted suicide to the side. And it was almost like I replaced one not so great habit with another not so great habit. And then when I had started sharing online, and at that time, term influencer, and I always kind of put air quotes around that when I say it, um, wasn't a thing. And it wasn't something I purposely set up to do or even really necessarily identify with. But when I started sharing my life um, and what I was eating and what I was doing for exercise, people started to take a lot of notice. So I had built a large following of over 500,000 people where I was talking exclusively about physical wellness. And I always tied in the self-love talk and I always said, love yourself, but how deep can that be when it's met with a image of someone that is in a sports bra and spandex um, and someone that really wasn't actually loving themselves. So I had built this large following um, and was really pushing aside the history that I had with self-harm before, then really 
glorifying this exercise addiction and this eating disorder as if they were really, really positive traits about myself. And I really identified and had my whole personality wrapped up in this large persona that I had made. Um, and then this persona had um, had me traveling around the world talking on different panels about fitness. And I was coming home from a panel in New York. So I was flying from New York to Toronto in Canada. And then from Toronto would have been to my hometown here in Edmonton. And I actually had a panic attack on the connecting flight. So that's like a 60 minute flight. Um, I was like full out losing it. Um, I was sweating, super hot, super cold, felt like I was going to throw up. Um, I actually ended up blacking out for the like last portion of the flight because I was in such a panicked state. So when I arrived in Toronto, I turned to uh, my then boyfriend and I said, there's no way I'm getting on that plane. I need to drive home. Um, without really logically thinking of like, maybe let's give it a day or maybe let's like see other alternatives. Uh, we ended up getting a rental car and we drove across the country. And in that experience, I had thought that I chose I, the better alternative. So I, instead of four hours alone with my thoughts, I chose like 36 to 38. Um, so we were in the middle of like, we drove through America. So we're in the middle of nowhere with not a whole lot going on and my panic attacks continued to happen. So when I arrived home, um, I realized that even though I was physically fit, I was mentally and emotionally very unwell and I could no longer shove things down and pretend I was fine. So that's when I started uh, my own really in-depth mental health journey to get to a place where I felt safe within myself because I think after years and different iterations of treating myself terribly in some different form, physical, mental, emotional. Um, I had no relationship there, no trust. Um, so when I had this panic attack, I felt very alone because I didn't feel like there was almost like an adult home to, to navigate that. So I really worked on rebuilding that relationship and I did that through journaling and I, I realized that it's so much more than note taking. It's so much more than even gratitude journaling or travel journaling, whatever we want to, whatever we view journaling as. And it really helped me piece my life back together. So um, after years of using it for myself, I wanted to, to share that with others. And um, I don't want to say the rest is history because that was a long story, but that, that's what led me um, here today. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your story and being so open um, with us. And um, I had so many thoughts when you were talking about one thing that really came to mind was when you were touching on like you grew this large following and like on the outside, you looked like, you know, oh, I have this physically fit body, but you're really like glorifying all <laughs> your struggles and what you were really going through. And I think a lot of times you know, we scroll through social media and see perfect bodies or people on vacation or things like that. And I mean, we all do it. We all put out a certain look on social media. Um, even if we're not consciously doing it, we, nobody's posting like their low lows. We all post mm -hmm. the flattering photos and everything. And I think, you know, it was a good reminder to people that like, you know, followers, one, aren't everything, but two, that even the most pristine, perfect looking mm -hmm. people are going mm -hmm. through struggles. Yeah. And I think that was what really clicked for me because, and I, I know, I think in stats of Canada or the, in Canada, the stat is like one out of five people struggle with mental illness. And I would go and say, well, five out of five people are stressed or overwhelmed, maybe not in a diagnosable way, but in particular with social media, especially in 
this kind of like sweet spot of like 2013 to 2015, it was like a wild west run without any regulation. And at that time, because obviously social media wasn't new, but it was new in the scope of humanity. And it really contributed to this idea of perfection and this idea of or being vulnerable on social media was not a thing then at all Um, but for me I realized that like I was also scrolling through people's profiles and feeling terrible and then looking at mine like you would never have known that and I think that's what really really clicked that the people that you're looking at probably feel pretty terrible as well Um, and maybe if they're like talking about self-love and it's really surface level they're probably feeling really really bad Um, and I think that was a big like connection and a moment for me that was like well how am I contributing to this because we all do in some way and um we can control and we can pivot the way that we contribute to the cycle oh no definitely definitely and I love that you said like surface level because I think we see that a lot a lot of people preach whatever it is but it's very surface level and they're not Mm -hmm. diving into not to say diving through, diving in deeper on what's going <laughs> on um, because they're, they haven't done their own work or they're trying to hide um, mm-hmm. something because it's scary to be vulnerable. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing I also really like that you said was the connection between physical and mental health. Like physically you were great, but the fact that your mental health was not mm-hmm. doing well and you were having panic, panic attacks that also is going to impact your physical health. It may not impact your physique, but it's going to yes. impact how you feel. Mm-hmm. And I think, I feel like the conversation in the past few years has really started to recognize like the connection between physical and mental health. Like just because you're physically fit does not mean you're mentally fit. Um, but I really like that you highlighted on that because the integration between the two is so important. Mm-hmm. And I think exactly what you said with the physique, because ultimately, I was, I had the six pack, whatever, like that toned aspect, but even like I was exhausted. I couldn't actually work out super intensely because my body was completely burnt out and was not able to maintain the the level of activity that I had been doing. So it was crumbling physically as well, but just the image wasn't there. So when you're caught at that, and it, it goes to show when everyone's like health at every size, which is such a powerful, um, I guess, maybe approach in, in nutrition or whatever we want to call that. It's so true because yeah, the fittest, like most even muscular person, that's not necessarily indicating towards health um, completely. I had a call recently um, and someone talked about how physical health in terms of working out and eating in a particular way can be an ex- as an extension of mental health. And for me, that like changed the way I approach it. Because even today, when I look at exercise, I have a really hard time exercising because I have such a history of it and it's been so abusive. But when I view it as like, well, that's an aspect of my mental health. Like that to me, I was like, whoa, that completely takes working out and eating a particular way out of diet culture and these abusive aspects and comes from like a really beautiful place for your body. And that just was like a massive shift that happened recently, even for me. So it goes to show it's, it can run its depths way into your life in so many more ways than you know. Oh no, definitely. And I absolutely love that. I mean, I, I love to exercise, but you know, and I talk about how it's one of my coping skills, but you know, 
I always think about it. it what is your intention with it? Is your intention mm -hmm. to move your body and be healthy and you enjoy it? Or is your intention, I need to do this six week workout program perfectly. I need to get into a certain physique. And I think just like you said, if it's an extension of your mental health and you're doing it more like this is something I enjoy, this is bringing me endorphins. Um, I really like moving my body this way and doing it more intuitively um, versus like the type of exercise that is wrapped up in diet culture. Like you said, exercise to get the six pack. Um, one, I think it holds a whole different meaning, but two, at least for me, I feel so much different if I'm doing it because I enjoy it and I'm taking care of myself versus like, I need to do this challenge. Mm -hmm. And it completely yeah, shifts just the perspective and maybe the motions you're doing are the same or maybe they're not. For me, I realized that like where my body's at, all I can do is speed walk. I try every other form of exercise and it ruins my body. So I have this little foldable treadmill or when I was going to the gym, I'd go on the track and I'll speed walk for 45 to 60 minutes. And like, it's the only form of exercise that doesn't exhaust me after. But that just goes to show that that's how also social media is like, you have to do this, this and this. And it's like, but do you? Is that best for your body? And when you have that relationship where you can question those things, because you can take them in, but unless you have this kind of like, I view, and that's what, like getting into journaling, like I view it as almost like a screening process. To every, it's like a filter. Everything that you, that you say comes through that of like, well, is that true for me? How do I feel about that? What does that look like in my life? And you might realize that the exercise that's being touted all over the internet actually isn't what your body needs in this moment and that's when that relationship can shift and be even so much more deeper which is so powerful yeah hello would you like to learn to meditate or perhaps you've meditated for quite some time i started around 50 years ago as you know meditation is good for lots including stress reduction, letting go of anxiety, self-exploration, and ultimately awakening. If meditation or awakening interests you, check out my podcasts on Awakening Together with William Cooper. All of them are free. Both the description and the link are in the show notes of this podcast. I love that. I love that. So speaking of journaling, um, can you tell us a little bit about what Dive Through is? And you already kind of touched on how you came up with the idea through your own experiences mm -hmm. journaling, but if there's anything else you want to add about how you decided to create the app. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So as I mentioned, when I arrived home, um, I really had kind of that like reckoning moment where I realized that something needed to change. And up until that point, I had been going to therapy and I am the biggest fan of therapy to today. And I had always been reaching outside of myself and I wanted something that could bring that internally. And I, I always like to kind of warn that statement of when you bring that internally, it might be that you journal about it and then you realize that you have to go to the doctor to get medication. That's how you're involved in the process. Like it's not turning off any outside information. Instead, it's, it's using it more impactfully. So for me, I wanted something that could, um, turn me into my number one, like resource and number one person to chat with. And at that time I had thought journaling was this really kind of note-taking of your day, but I had 
came across journal therapy, which is really using it to um, investigate or dive through those um, deeper things that you're going through, where it's sitting with your fear and chatting about it of me um, journaling with my version of myself that was on the plane and that had had that panic, that was experiencing panic attacks, me having a dialogue with that panic self of mine and really using it in this like deep, deep way opposed to what I had thought journaling was previously. So when I had really seen these impacts firsthand and um, at that time I was still sharing on social media, people began to take interest in it. And I was like, okay, there's something more here. Um, I have my personal experience and I can speak to that, but I recognize I have my own limitations. I do not have um, mental health training in any regard. So I started to um, look for mental health professionals that were studying the practice, ones that had an active practice um, with clients and everything like that. And I brought in our main in-house mental health professional, her name's Natalie. And her and I worked together to really create and shape what Dive Through is in more of a, um, like the, the backing of it. So really making sure it's trauma safe, high, having those guidelines and really creating it to be something that people can do safely and comfortably from their own homes. So where that landed, um, so Dive Through is a guided journaling app and uh, we have handwritten journaling, which seems kind of counterintuitive for an app, but when you come into the app, we have over a thousand topics, um, a thousand exercises, and you can choose, say, um, there's ones called quick dives and deep dives. So a quick dive is a one-time exercise for those in the moment. So an SOS situation or um, overwhelmed with your kids, overwhelmed with your partner, mad at your partner. Or then we have a deep dive, which is over 14 days you work on the same topic. So say that you're doing um, a quick dive that's mad at your partner. So you come into the app you choose that exercise and then you actually listen to an audio session that's two minutes long that will just help you prepare your mind for the session and then from there um, you are prompted with a, a journaling prompt of like what was this fight really about and then you um, write that for however long you can there's a timer but you can of course pause it to continue to journal um, and then from there you do another reflection exercise breathing just to really see what that journal experience was like for you um, and then you read what you wrote and summarize it into the app. So really having this um, kind of full um, circle exercise towards journaling rather than here's just a prompt. We really want to set you up for success within the app. Yeah, that was a great summary. And Sophie knows this, but I use the app. So um, you explained it beautifully. And as a mental health professional, it is really great. Um, I love the prompts for myself, but it's something that I can also encourage my clients to um, download and journal, especially between sessions. I work mainly with teens. So any app is really convenient for, <laughs> for them. <laughs> um, so that's um, great. And I know you just, you know, kind of explained the whole process. Is there anything else about the app that you wanted to add, like what people would expect um, when mm -hmm. downloading it and journaling? Yeah, so I guess to really kind of say to that is like, um, of course we work with mental health professionals, but we kind of really pride ourselves in, we understand what you're going through um, from the team capacity. We have myself and other team members that might not be mental health professionals, but we're going through it as well. So we really do look to build the app from that place and that understanding and meet you where you're at because we're probably there too. And we really base off um, things that are within the app based off 
personal or individual people and then we create that for them to then bring it into the app so we really do um, hope that there is something that's can be really specific to you but if there ever isn't my inbox through various mediums are always there to create it into something that um, really helps your journey um, because yeah we want you to be able to dive through whatever you're going through and I, I love the tagline I love every <laughs> every time you say it too it, I mean it just I mean it's catchy but in a good way like you remember it and mm -hmm. I think it can resonate with a lot of people because it's not like too mental health lingo it's very just common language and everybody yeah knows what it is like to dive through what you're going through like dig, mm -hmm. dig, dig deep into it mm -hmm. so I know you've talked about how journaling has like really helped your own journaling or own journey, sorry, um, but in a broad spectrum, like how do you believe journaling and then also like the mindfulness practice that you touched on um, before you dive into the journaling practice can benefit mental health? Mm -hmm, absolutely. So one of the biggest things that we see um, in when we look at the research of journaling, but then also when we talk with our users is that journaling is this tool that helps you clarify your thoughts and your feelings. And a lot of the time, um, I feel like people are like, oh, I'm feeling this way, or I have these racing thoughts. And my kind of question is, well, when was the last time you actually engaged them to hear them, to feel it instead of just kind of pushing it into the background? And journaling really gives you that space to dump those feelings, dump those thoughts in a safe way um, that's comfortable to you because you can go as deep um, as you want with it, but really helps you to clarify um, any of those racing thoughts or those uncomfortable feelings that you're having. Um, and then from there, like, ultimately, everything that we look to do is to reduce stress. So just even that activity in itself really can help you just de-stress from the day, say that you had a really tough work day, and you just need to kind of get it out in front of you. Journaling can do that, and it can really lift that, that weight and that stress off of you. Um, also, it can really help um, with like relationships. And that's one of my, I think the biggest takeaways I've had is that when you gain self-awareness for yourself, you ultimately gain it for other people in a way that you understand their perspective. You can maybe take things less personally because you're like, well, in this fight, this is really where my partner was coming from. And you can maybe um, like sympathize with them a little bit more, but you can understand their perspective. And that can be so powerful in so many interactions in your day-to-day -day life. Um, and then Ultimately, like when I really think about what journaling has given to me is that it helps you build that relationship with yourself where whatever you're facing in life, you can feel really rooted in yourself. So whenever you have listening to this podcast or getting other information or needing to make a big decision in your life, you can have this internal recognition or this internal navigation for that. And you can, I kind of view it as like a flag on a flagpole. Like if you're constantly like out in the world and kind of going wherever the wind takes you, but then without having that like grounded, I guess, flagpole um, within yourself, then you just fly off. But when you can have that inner navigation, that inner connection with yourself to navigate life, that's when you can truly um, dive through the things you're going through from that grounded place. So that to me is what I didn't know journaling would do for me. If that's not an immediate thing. Um, the other benefits can be very immediate, but in the long term can really help you um, build up that trust within yourself, um, which is so, so powerful. Yeah, no, I, I'm a huge fan of journaling personally. And 
um, for my patients as well. But one thing I find when I'm journaling, like, and I mean, I've used the app, so I might have a prompt and even as simple as like, how are you feeling today? Or even when I'm like free journaling and I go in with an intention of, you know, whatever's on my mind. And then I just let, you know, my mind flow and I end up actually discovering things that were, whether it's bothering me, stressing me out or going on that I didn't even realize were, um, I guess, below the surface until I actually sit down and start journaling. And for me, I find after I do that, I get more clarity, even if it's not like, oh, I've solved all my problems because that's, you know, not to be expected. Um, but gaining that sense of clarity and just feeling that sense of calm and relief and the fact that you just are getting out everything that you're holding back, at least for me personally, really helps my stress, mm -hmm. my anxiety or whatever I'm going through in the moment. Yeah. And it's exactly what you said. Like there, we have these anxious feelings or these thoughts, but what's underneath them? What is that? Like, where's your attention needing to be drawn? And in journaling, it can really flow to that um, without even that being your intention. And that's why sometimes it can, it can be this little pal that you have that pushes you in the right direction and ultimately, yeah, pulling you to what you need in that moment, which is so beautiful. Yeah. And another thing I really like about the Dive Through app is the fact that it is physically journaling. Um, mm -hmm. When I first downloaded it, I was like, oh, cool, this is convenient. Like I could type. And then I did it. And I was like, at first, I was like, huh, that's kind of interesting. But the physical act of writing, I think, is so powerful as well. And I feel like, at least for me, it's so much easier to kind of do that free flowing when you're just mm -hmm. writing versus like, typing feelings into mm -hmm. an app and it gives you a at least for me a break from screen time which I try to intentionally do a lot anyways mm -hmm. yeah like I say yeah tech is cool that's awesome however the science tells us that handwriting journaling is best for you um, the act of writing itself really triggers um, the very um, meditative part of your brain so like it in it writing in of itself is very therapeutic, regardless of even what you're talking about. Um, and that's what, yeah, journal therapy says is best for you. So as much as we're this cool um, app, we really want to be authentic to that because we are here for your benefits. We're not here for maybe consumer self-care. Like we are really, really rooted in what's best for you. Um, and you do summarize into the app at the end, which is really, really different. Actually, I would say kind of um, back to your question of what else about dive through. Um, but the summary at the end, the two to three sentences, because you read what you wrote is obviously you can do that if you're not using the app. I really recommend that is a necessary step for your journal and practice because you, you step out, you read it and you say, oh my gosh, this is what I realized. And then you almost are summarizing of like, these are my takeaways. So that is the most powerful part of your practice to be really reflective to be really well what do I do from here what did I actually learn rather than just a dump there is this um, transformation piece or whatever you want to call it that is so necessary so whether you're using the app we guide you through that or you're journaling on your own I highly recommend bringing that to be a part of your practice oh and I definitely echo that as well I, I love that part of the app because it does force you to go back and read it and like you said, summarize. But I know for me, sometimes when I've done it, like my takeaways are not necessarily like specific words written on the page, it's themes. And so often I feel like 
you know, we encourage journaling in the mental health field, or I have, you know, friends that just journal as part of their daily routine, but we don't often go back and read them at least immediately. It might be like, oh, I found my journal from last year and let me see what I wrote. But we usually just do kind of do a brain dump, like you said, and move on. But being, um, I don't want to say forced, that sounds like, <laughs> but like the recommended yes. to go back yeah. and read it, then you can reflect and kind of take away. And like you said, and then use that takeaway to move forward with your day, mm-hmm. week, month, whatever mm-hmm. you're doing. Yeah. And I think that's where like the journal therapy aspect really comes in because um, the one downside of journaling is that sometimes just brain dumping or really ruminating and stuck on a certain emotion, that's not super great for you. So within the app, you really do, um, we follow a very specific step-by-step for each, especially in the deep dives that you go through a certain process. And we do that so that you don't get stuck on something. And that summary is, is a way to feel your emotions, journal about your emotions, but then ask, well, what is this about? And can really um, step beyond them rather than just getting stuck in them, which is what journaling can sometimes be when um, not done, I don't want to say properly, but done in the best interest of you. So we really want to not just have you think about your thoughts and just be like, well, okay, we want you to move beyond them and into the next steps. And that summary can be really, really powerful for that. And one thing I was just thinking of too, and um, I'm sorry if you mentioned this, but I don't think you mentioned it on the app too, is you have um, the users that use the app, like um, identify an emotion that they're feeling mm-hmm. and also how they're feeling after journaling. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to talk about that? And- yeah, absolutely. So um, ultimately, um, so what the kind of the process of that. So when you go to start what we call a dive, so a journaling exercise, you're asked how you're feeling about the topic you're about to journal about. So let's say it's mad at your partner. So um, there's like a drop down of emotions and it could be like, I'm angry. I would, I would guess that's how you're feeling. Um, and then you go through the process that I highlighted previously. And then afterwards, you're asked, are you feeling um, way better? a little bit better, the same, a little bit worse or way worse. So ultimately we're hoping that you're feeling way better. Um, And that just for kind of the mechanism behind that is first, it's really great to um, be able to identify emotions and feelings. I think that emotional intelligence or I don't know the right word for that um, is really, really powerful. But then for you to be like, oh, this helped. And for you to see the immediate benefits. And that's one of my favorite things about journaling is that there is an immediate benefit and there's a long-term benefit. Because I feel that some practices in self-care only work if you continue to do them. And that, I don't like really love that or there's only like that immediate benefit. But journaling is a long-term game. Um, and it's to me a way of life. And But you can, you can measure that immediate benefit and then you can see um, how it's intertwining into your life later on. But if, and if anything, it's just people, we're, we say we're anxious, we say, we're, say that we're these things, but how often are we pausing and asking and getting really familiar and normalizing those emotions and knowing that whether you chose excited about the topic or anxious or sad or whatever it is, that's okay because they're all measured the same way. They're not, we're not labeling one as good or bad, um, but just really giving that emotional um, recognition that is so, so needed. Yeah, no, definitely. And I know you touched on earlier that like there's 
a thousand or so yeah, topics. So to many. <laughs> and one thing I noticed, because I downloaded the app during this pandemic that we are still going through. So you have a whole coronavirus mm-hmm. like segment of journaling prompts. Do you want to talk Absolutely. a little bit about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, we call it a coronavirus care kit because this is this is a unprecedented time, like whatever everyone's saying, the, the news is constantly saying. And it's true. Um, whether you are feeling anxious in the moment or anxious re-entering some version of normal, um, we have journaling exercises for navigating your anxiety to processing the news, coping with being laid off, addressing uh, panic in the moment and things like that, just because we know that this is really tough. And again, we really are... Um, we're in it with you. That came from my own need from it. They, I was processing the news and journaling about it because it's, it was so in your face, especially at the beginning. So really, um, our goal is to be there for what you're going through in that moment. And right now with the current landscape, that is a pandemic. So really wanting to be able to help you through that. Awesome. Awesome. So on a, I guess, similar vein with things going on, I know you are in Canada, but Mm -hmm. um, I am sure because it's across the entire world, you're well aware of everything going on in the U.S. with the protests. And um, I have seen so many um, people on social media and in business doing things to promote anti-racism. So Mm -hmm. what has or what is Dive Through doing in response? response to the protests and anti-racism. Mm, absolutely. So we have kind of, I would say, the, the two sides of that. So we have the internal um, processes to ensure that we're um, advocating for equitable equability within our team and hiring processes and all of that. We are a new team, so we're um, able to build from the ground up as there's only two of us right now. Um, so that is something that we're looking to really weave into our business before we even get started. But when it comes to how we're supporting the community um, more through our content, um, we have different resources within the app related to uh, what's going on with anti-racism and and into the protests, the the mental aspect of that, and looking to create resources that really support our Black community um, through different um, therapy practices that are out there for um, like black mental health therapists that specialize um, and really are attentive to what people are going through. Um, in addition to making different uh, blog articles for people uh, to navigate this time. And then also um, really mental health is ultimately at the center of what we do. And for us, we don't believe that mental health should be a luxury. It is should be a right. So the app is free to download and free to use um, for people to help them through this time. And then additionally, internally, we do look to uh, or we do donate to um, different therapy organizations, nonprofits that support the Black community. So really looking to really live by looking to support people's mental health during this time more than ever the unrest that we're all feeling um, and really centering, making sure people are taking care of their mental health because it matters. And for the, our Black community, it's so important to be taking care of yourself during this time. Oh, definitely, definitely. And I, um, I mean, I appreciate everything you're doing, obviously, in, in general, but especially um, given everything going on right now, the pandemic and everything with um, the racism and protests. And um, I have, for my perspective, seen a shift here recently with a lot of people who previously weren't 
um, speaking up or advocating or businesses who previously weren't outspoken necessarily doing these things. And obviously with Dive Through being so mental health focused, um, I think the app is going to be so important or is so important um, for all people, but especially um, the Black community. Because one thing I have noticed at least, and I actually did a podcast episode on this, is that the discussion of mental health has been left out of the discussion of racism, which we know from research that racism has such a profound impact Mm -hmm. on mental health. Mm -hmm. And that's something I feel, and I'm probably more aware of it as a psychologist, because that's Mm -hmm. what I like to look for. But a discussion about mental health and physical health, but mental health especially has been left out. So um, I'm so happy to hear that um, everything that dive through is doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I always say like, obviously as a white woman that anything that I do personally or dive through does or any of us do, I view that as the bare minimum, regardless of what you're doing. And so much more needs to be done and advocate, um, advocacy needs to be done. And for us really, again, coming into that mental health conversation of what can we do with that's obviously um, like advocacy, but within our real house. And if we can um, use the content that we have, journaling exercises, different resources, we're looking to do that. That's all in our um, capabilities because black mental health matters. It does. Mm-hmm. So this has been such a great conversation, Sophie. I appreciate it so much. Um, is there anything that we haven't discussed that you want to add, whether about the app or um your own story, anything? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess like where I kind of always like to leave things is that regardless of what you're facing, regardless of what you're going through, that doesn't lend to you being broken or really needing, like you're not missing pieces. There's nothing that you need outside of yourself. There's that support, but you are fully capable and fully whole as, as you are now. And there's no shame in needing support. We're all going through something and whatever you're going through is valid and you are worthy of the support of the, the, the work and the help and um, putting time into your mental health. So please know that regardless of what you're facing. I love that. That is a beautiful ending to the podcast episode. So if people want to get in contact with you or download the Dive Through app, where can they mm-hmm. find you and everything you share? I will put links in the show notes as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. So you can download Dive Through on the App Store and on Google Play. You can find us on social media at Dive Through. You can find me at Sophie Gray, Gray with an A. If you wanted to chat with me personally, you can either send me a DM or you can email me at sophie at divethrough.com. It's spelled T-H-R-U. So like Drive Through, but without the R. I love that. Well, thank you so much for taking time today to talk with me, Sophie. It was great. I learned so much. I'm so excited for my listeners to hear this episode and download the app because I know that it is going to help so, so many people um, now more than ever, probably. So Mm -hmm. I appreciate you chatting with me and taking time out of your day. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity and thank you so much for the work that you're doing uh, to create a space where people are talking about this and to really reduce that stigma. It's so needed. So thank you for all that you're doing. Thank you. So thank you all for joining today's episode of Psych Talk and I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Psych Talk. I hope you found so much value. 
If you loved what you heard or gained some knowledge, I would love for you to take a screenshot, put it on your Instagram stories, and tag me at Jessica Lee PhD. Additionally, I would be honored if you leave a review and five-star rating so I can continue to help this podcast grow. If you are not already, follow me on Instagram and join my Facebook community, Grow Through What You Go Through. Thank you for joining me today, and I cannot wait for you to join me during the next episode. Remember, you are loved, you are worthy, and you are braver than you know.